Greetings, and welcome to Top Tier Volunteer, a Tennessee Vols podcast. I'm your host, Andre, and this is episode seven. As always, this podcast is done in memory of my mother, Loretta Lowe, and my favorite artist, Young Dolph. So where do we start? This is the Florida game. This is uh, coming off the Florida game, and obviously I was there, and I'm very excited, so I have a lot to talk about, a lot to go into. And uh, first, I'm just going to start with just the whole game experience. So uh, I drove from Atlanta, about a three-hour drive, me and my friend, who was a Florida fan, and uh, we got there maybe around 12, and it was pandemonium, of course, you know, just uh, parking, trying to walk across the long bridge. Um, The river was beautiful. And so we get over there, and it's a madness. Like, I felt like it was 102,000 people or, or more out there, of course, just standing around, and it's a sea of orange. And then, you know, I meet Cam Sutton, take a picture with him. I take a picture with the Heisman. And, like, the whole time is just uh, a, a, dis, a disarray over your, your senses because it's loud and you can't, and a lot of orange, and you're just trying to walk, and you can't really move. And, and it was just a great experience. So trying to get through all that and then – Finally, the game started. You know, we get to our seat. It was hard to get up there. Uh, we was in HH, it was, which is pretty high, which is basically at the top of the stadium. But I was very fine with that, especially when the game started, because I got to see, you know, the, the running through the tee, which is one of our, you know, great traditions. And um, just being a part of the, the, the stadium and being a part of the fandom was just a great, great experience for me. And um, I, I can't wait to go back. So actually watching the game, that was probably my best experience ever watching the Tennessee game just because I was there and actually um, just you can see the plays develop like the eye in the sky don't lie. And I feel like I was a video camera because I'd seen exactly where people were messing up. I seen all the plays, all the lanes open up. I seen people get open as it, as it was happening. And it was, you know, it's just great to, you know, view the game like that because you're in the moment. I lost my voice multiple times because we kept cheering on third and fourth down and we didn't stop them. So, you know, it's like eight, eight times a drive. <laughs> we had to yell at the top of our lungs and stuff. So, but that's part of being a fan and I wouldn't you know, take it back. But going on to the um, actual game, the player of the game was, of course, Hendon Hooker. He had an amazing um, all time Tennessee game, you know, versus Florida. Uh, he passed his stat line was a uh, 22 of 28. 349 yards, two passing touchdowns, 13 carries, 112 yards, and a, another rushing touchdown. And he was phenomenal. Like, he made every play that was there there was to be made. You know, he was con- in control of the offense. He juked one guy out of shoes on, a, on, a, on an amazing, you know, spin out of a, a, a sack that I don't know how he got up there, which was, was one of the plays of the game. Um, he found Brew McCoy open multiple times. Shout out to Brew because, you know, he had to step up as the number one receiver. And Hendon treated him as such, and, and you know it was it was a great combo, and I'm really proud of him because no matter what else happens in his career, uh, he has this. Uh, everybody knows beating Florida is, is a great accomplishment, and he will truly grow down as having one of the best games ever versus Florida. So, kudos to him. Uh, for a defensive player of the game, nobody stood out or did anything great because they just ran through us like shredded cheese. So I'm gonna just say the D line played a good, pretty good game because you know they stuffed we stuffed the run, and um, uh, Richardson didn't get a lot of uh, rush yards, or you know he didn't get a lot of scramble yards or anything like that. So we when, when we did get pressure, you know the DBs just weren't there. So I feel like that wasn't really the D line's fault. They just weren't in, in coverage or anything like that. So if anybody was going to get a defensive thing, you know I guess I'd give it to the defensive line. 
So moving on to position by position, we're going to start with the quarterback. And uh, as we all know, that was an A plus um, elite, elite game by him that put him uh, definitely put the, the country on notice for him as a Heisman, Heisman contender. Um, I think it was his best game as of all. And, you know, it was just a great game between him and um, Anthony Richardson. So for the QBs, of course, that's going to be A-plus because he did exactly what he had to do, and he led us to the win. Running backs, uh, they were very solid, very solid. They got their yards, no fumbles. They caught their passes, uh, no missed blitz pickups, I don't think. As, I, as far as I remember, if they did, you know, it wasn't that that glaring. And um, I'm really proud of Jabari Small. Uh, he's been kind of banged up the last couple of weeks, but he came out and played a great game. I think he had 90 yards. Jalen Wright, he didn't fumble. He got a touchdown, and he had a great celebration versus uh, when he got his touchdown. So that was nice to see. And, you know, just a, a very solid game overall for the running backs. Moving on to the wide receivers. You know, the rotation wasn't that deep, but they all played very well. Uh, of course, of course, Brew McCoy, he stepped up and did what he had to do. Every time he caught the ball, the whole stadium was yelling Brew. And so that was great. Uh, I did see that Josh Dobbs uh, was on, him, on his ass because he didn't score on that long pass. And I feel him because if he had jugged or, you know, made a move or something, he just sort of ran straight and got tackled, pushed out of bounds. So he, he probably could have scored on that play, but that's just picking. Uh, Ramel Keaton, what a great catch. Like, all his plays were, you know, timely. And, you know, they he's just been making plays all year. Every time he got the ball, every time he's had an opportunity to catch the ball and do something, he's done it. And that uh, play right before the end of the half was one of the great catches in Tennessee history. So shout out to Ramel. And Jalen Hyatt, you know, he just coming off a 100-yard game last week, and he he was looking very fast versus Florida, outrunning the coverage. And all wide receivers, it's been a couple years since we've had the advantage against their DBs with all wide receivers, but I felt like we did in this game. So they uh, they played a real very, very great game, and they played with him. Moving on to the, the tight ends, they, per, they played pretty good. Um, they, I was mad at him at first because, you know, uh, Fanton had fumbled. But you know he 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 moved on. And he made a big play after that. Uh, when he when he has to jump and catch the ball, he's he's very picturesque. So he made that play, and uh, I'm just happy he he redeemed himself a little bit. And Jacob Warren, I think he had a drop or something, but he he had a perfectly drawn up play for him, and he caught that and raced down the sideline. So that was a a great play as well. So you know there's a little hit or miss with sometimes with them, but they they generally make the play and they make the blocks for the running game as well. So shout out to them. Moving on to the O-line, I think they uh, gave up three sacks, but, um, you know, overall, I think they played, played a pretty pretty, pretty good game. I don't remember um, anything really significant being given up by them, you know, so if that if that's how it goes with the O-line, I mean, they played pretty well. They got they opened up the holes for the running backs. Hendon was able to take off, and when he was uh, did get pressure, you know, he made the most of his scrambles, so that sort of makes the O-line look a little better as well, so... Uh, I guess great, good job for them because it could be worse. We all know Florida has a highly athletic defensive line, and they held their ground. So, moving on to deep to the defense, it was a little rough. So, <laughs> we'll start with the defensive line. Uh, I, they played pretty. They played very well uh, for me. Actually, they stopped the run on first and second down, third down. The the pressure the pressure was applied on on a couple of the plays. It wasn't like they were just sitting back there. But somehow Richardson was just able to find people wide open. So I don't really want to blame that on the defensive line. Um, but it does all go together. Um, we only had one sack. That was by Terry. 
I do remember it now. It was, it was a timely sack. And uh, I do know that Amari Thomas did cause a fumble. So they did make con contributing plays to the game. And, uh, of course, they held the, their running backs in check. Uh, Richardson wasn't able to scramble for a lot of yards. So uh, I guess about a B minus, maybe C plus for them. Moving on to the linebackers. Um, I noticed this was the most Mitchellist played all year. He played, you know, they were real good. Against, <laughs> the whole team in general was great against the run, but the 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 pass game is where we were getting torched, and uh, the linebackers were part of the blame for that. So their grade is not going to be that high when it comes to some stuff. Um, uh, Jeremy Banks is everywhere as usual. You know, he might not make the tackle, but he will be there. It was a great clip of him standing over Richardson after he had knocked his helmet off. So that will always be, always be a um, all-time pitcher. So, you know, uh, I guess, you know, they played pretty good. Page, not Page, but um, Beasley got in. You know, he hasn't been the same since the pit game. You know, I think I think the play calling has been a little different. Plus, Mitchell was getting healthy. So we're just going to have to see a little bit better coverage from both of them, as always. But I think that's going to be a problem for both of them. So we're just going to take what we can get. Moving on to the secondary. Terrible. <laughs> Very terrible. These dudes is wide open. You know, we... Last game, Richardson threw for like 100 yards, and in this game, he threw for like 450. So it's like, what the hell? Um, even our best corner, Hatton, was looking, you know, looking rough on plays where he was targeted. He did get an interception at the end, but, you know, that was like a – that just sealed the game, basically. Um, the other corners were getting toasted. Uh, the safeties were nowhere to be found. Uh, Flowers got ran over by Zipperer. That was an embarrassing play. You know, man, it was – they was getting every time he just looked up they was passing you know they was just getting wide open and the game was only so close because uh richardson was just getting all these yards and it's like if you're gonna get burnt just get burnt but press up on him or something just don't leave him wide open for uh, wide open for richardson who supposedly can't throw to just throw a perfect pass but i will give credit to richardson because he was throwing dimes like he it wasn't like they were like diving and making amazing catches like they were pretty much on the money and the receiver just had to run through it but our dbs weren't there so whatever looking at special teams they played uh, solid they played uh flawlessly we only made uh, one field goal and he didn't miss any he made all his extra points and we didn't punt so you know they can't get no better and uh looking at the coaching staff i just felt like you know they they were very much a help, a part of the reason we won the game. Uh, we scored when we had to. We were aggressive when we needed to be. The 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 touchdown before the half and the touchdown after the half, where you know, I think they're going to be, become a signature of a uh, you know, Hypo's offense because we we be able, we're able to score so fast. You know, if we put ten points between us and the other team, the game is basically over after that if we do everything right. So. You know, um, Napier tried his best, man. He tried his best. He went forward on every fourth down. You know, they pretty much got it. But, you know, they kept – they wanted to win the game, and they went for it. They didn't go quietly into the night, especially when everybody assumed the game was over. And I'm sitting there watching the game after they – especially after they caught the onside. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm sitting there telling the other old fans, like, no, I ain't, I ain't cheering no more until the damn game over, until they say all zeros. I ain't cheering for shit. But we ended up winning the game, so whatever. And – uh, you know, I don't want to understate how understate how big of a game this is for Hyper to win in his second year. Um, we have Tennessee has a lot of monkey. We have a lot of monkeys on our back, you know, just because we've been trashed the last couple years. So for him to beat Pitt and for him to beat Florida in the same year, you know, no matter how the rest of the season go, you know, that's always going to be a big accomplishment. So 
we we're just gonna good job to the staff good job to the staff because even the defense they give up a lot of yards but we did stop them in the uh in the red zone a couple times so we only need a couple stops for our offense to win and we got them so shout out to the staff so after that bye week we're uh still holding place at number eight number seven on some polls but um we're still in the top 10 and this week we have lsu so that's going to be a great game at uh baton rouge uh, earlier today, they announced that they're going to be wearing the smoky gray uniforms. So that's going to be pretty cool to see. And uh, looking at LSU, they had a terrible game against Auburn, but they still won. The, they only threw for five yards in the second half and somehow still won the game. So that was crazy. Uh, Jaden Daniels, who I was worried about early in the preseason, has proven not to be as good as I thought he was going to be. So if, you know, if we get up on them early, look out because, you know, I think, I think we're overdue to blow somebody out, and uh, LSU could be it. Just a little bit more about the game and my experience. Um, it was great to be a part of 102,000. Couldn't barely walk after the game, you know, just high-fiving random people, you know, chanting, you know, yelling, fuck Florida and all this other stuff, seeing Smokey, you know, uh, power drive, a uh, 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 plastic alligator and all this other crap. I mean, it was just a great experience that uh, – fireworks after touchdowns everything about it was just so much fun um i lost my voice for several days like i said for yelling on third and fourth down and i mean i can't wait to come back um maybe this year maybe next year but i don't know tennessee will always be home for me just second place for home for sure i don't know if any of my listeners seen me at the game uh, i was wearing all gray had an orange hat turned backwards gold glasses gold teeth in my mouth uh so if you notice the guy looking like that, that was me. Um, if you want to reach out and follow me, I'm at, at Andre Lowe, 1427, A-N-D-R-E-L-O-W-E, 1427. And um, go Vols. Thanks for listening to another episode of Top Tier Volunteer. This is your host, Andre, signing off.